Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. Glad to hear that. So in this episode, my buddy Scott Mann uh, wanted to talk about the Marathon for Meals, which is coming up here starting Friday and lasting through Thursday. That'll be Friday the... what day is it? Hmm... That will be Friday the 9th until Thursday the 15th. So that's going to be happening. He's going to be at uh, Food Lion on 38th Avenue North in Myrtle Beach here. And that is their main hub. But there are other locations where you can donate things that you can find at wave104.com. Be sure to check that out and donate things if you can. And uh, if you can't, spread the word so the people who can donate will be able to. So do that. Check wave104.com for other locations on where to donate. And uh, keep listening for other information about Marathon for Mills. I'm sure I'm missing a little bit. But anyway, also another thing I wanted to wanted to get a plug, basically, before we get to the to the content. There is a fishing show that I am part of with the Horsehead Businessman, which is Adam Justice, Noah Byrne, and Tyler Brown, and uh, a couple of other guys. Uh, uh, Matt, I don't know how to pronounce your last name correctly, but it sounds Italian, and Michael Hux are going to be uh, involved in doing this uh, fishing show, which is going to be uh, a spoof in a way, but it's going to we're going to be recording it seriously. It's going to be a very, I think it's going to be very funny. And uh, I'm in charge of doing music and I'll be narrating for the show. So you will be seeing a lot of things, uh, a lot of things coming from my Facebook or things that I'm posting that will be involving that. So just a content warning that you'll be hearing a lot about a fishing show over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that stuff. Um, also, for those of you obviously hearing this, you'll be listening on audio. I set a mental goal for myself that by episode number 76, I would be able to edit videos and make the viewing experience a little bit uh, more enjoyable. So I have succeeded in that. We have figured out how to edit videos and we're doing small things right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, mostly in the way of just trimming off stuff that you don't really need to hear in the beginning, like when I'm getting everything set up. And there's a few people who do like to watch live and see me get everything set up and watch me get the, uh, you know, do all my sharing on Facebook so that they know how I do the things that I do, those that just see something shared on Facebook. Some folks might want to watch how I'm actually, or in real time, when I'm actually doing all of this stuff. And, and it is actually me that's doing all this stuff. There's nobody else helping me. So I, I, I record that in the style of what No Agenda does with their podcast. And, uh, you know, kind of let folks get a little behind-the-scenes action. But after the video is published live, there's only going to be a little bit of a little bit of time after the video is published in which you will be able to see that because now I'll be cutting that part out so that will be something exclusive to those who watch live or very quickly after it's published. So that's going to be happening. Also, at the very end of these episodes, I have started putting uh, adding links for a subscription. Subscribe to the channel. Please, if you only listen 
to these things uh, for audio audio cuts. If you only listen to the audio cuts, please go to YouTube and subscribe to Kelsey Hudgens YouTube. Also, go to the Facebook page, MI Stuff uh, Podcast on Facebook. Please go and like the page so that you'll be up to date on everything that's going on and all the stuff we'll be publishing and all that good content. Yeah, do that. Probably going to be getting the Patreon more involved, but I keep saying that and I don't do it. So I, who knows? Who knows? But I definitely use the Facebook. Definitely use the Instagram. Go to Instagram, MI Stuff. You can find all of these links from my Facebook page, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I think that's all I got for you. All right. Well, since my intro song's fading out and doing its own thing, I guess I'll just go ahead and say, without further ado, episode number 76 of MI Stuff featuring Scott Mann, the Marathon for Meals talk. Enjoy, motherfuckers. Figured out now that I can trim the, the beginning and the end off, so I'll have just the content in the middle. And I didn't realize I could do that through YouTube, so now we'll be having that. And I can put links at the end of the video. Links, links. Scott Mann, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, are we here? are we on? We're on. Oh, right on. Okay, we're on. Hi. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've I've told the kind listeners, as you probably have heard, that we're going to be doing a little marathon for meals episode. Yeah. Okay. I'm always up to talk about that this time of year. Well, it's that time. It starts Friday, correct? It, it does. It's hard to believe, but here we are. I mean, everything just... As soon as the whole thing with the hurricane started, everything just went by in just a flash. Right. Just, I mean, I can't even... I can't even try to... You know, it's going to... I'd hate to be the guy whose job it was to do the end-of-the-year recap, like on the news. Oh, wow. For this year. Yeah. I mean, everything is just... I, I, I'd forget half of everything. It's just a blur. But, it really is. But here we are. And on the Grand Strand, the Wave 104.1 Marathon for Meals is the official kickoff of the holiday season. Don't let anybody tell you it's anything else either. <laughs> you know, just because the day after Halloween, I, I, I saw them starting to put up, like, Christmas display in front of the Myrtle Beach Convention Center and stuff. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's not. When the Marathon for Meals hits, then it's the holiday season. That's what's wrong with the world is we decided to skip Thanksgiving and go straight to Christmas. Yeah. We don't want to give no. thanks. We want presents. <laughs> no, I, uh, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday of them all. Well, it's... It's something that people really need to pay more, not not attention to. I guess is the wrong thing to say. They need to they need to pay pay more respect towards Thanksgiving. Not necessarily the whole pilgrims coming in and stealing the land from the Indians, but the <laughs> fact that but the fact that we have something to be thankful for. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a big chunk of it. For me, it's just you know everybody waits for this time of year because they're all waiting for Christmas. Yeah, and I'm waiting for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to me is just you know you just get together with people you love. You eat a lot of really good food. Um, some people watch sports ball and some people you know don't. We just uh, yeah. but we we just eat good. We hang out with friends. We gather around the radio and listen to Alice's Restaurant at, Twice. Noon, at noon and six. <laughs> um, and it's just it's a great day. It's a day just to relax if you feel like having drinks or whatever. It's it's just a great day. You yeah. don't feel any. The most pressure you have is, oh, my God, I have to get the green bean casserole done. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't have to go out shopping for six weeks in advance. You don't have to decorate the house from top to bottom. I mean, you can if you want. Yeah. But it just seems like uh, there, there's no pressure. Who do I buy for? Who do I not buy for? Do I get a card? No, there's no card. It's Thanksgiving. Yes. You stuff your face. You be thankful. And, you, you know, 
it's Thanksgiving. It's and, just awesome. And if you and if you're not dealing with people who who want to just throw their belief system on you all the time, well, that's the it's be- a but that's the better. beautiful thing about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, unlike the December holidays, I'll call them the December holidays because there are so many of them. Yes, There's one yes. for each uh, faith, right? Indeed. Thanksgiving's not about that. I mean, it's not a faith-based holiday. I mean, some people see it yes. as a chance to thank Absolutely. their higher power, but it's not a faith-based holiday. It's an idea. It's an idea. It's an American idea. Maybe it should go worldwide, but it's an American idea of just, I'm thankful for what I got. I want to get together with people that I love, tell them I'm thankful for them. Yes. And let's eat. And that's and who, who's got a problem with that? <laughs> right, but I mean, it's every, everybody in this country has a has a, a piece of Thanksgiving. I mean, Absolutely. Thanksgiving is for everyone. There's no division there. There's no, it's it's you know, it, it's just it's my favorite holiday. That and New Year's Eve if I'm at the right show. Oh man, Halloween's mine. <laughs> I love Halloween. Did you see my Halloween stuff? I did. The clown ventures. I did. So I, did. I, I, was, I was terrified of clowns my entire life. And last year, I decided, I was like, you know what? I think I know how to beat this thing. <laughs> I will become I what will I fear. Be- exactly. <laughs> I will become what I fear. And, and you know what? I know this. It's probably demented and makes me look like an idiot. Or not an idiot, but it just makes me look uh, a certain way. But I really enjoy scaring people. <laughs> That's a little demented. I know, but I really enjoy scaring people. And not only that, like I, I, I shouldn't have. I went down on a marsh walk like uh, earlier in the day, like when the kids' costume contest was going on, and just walked up and down the marsh walk and didn't speak to anybody carrying the club. <laughs> like it was really, it was really freaky. I, I went, I went down twice, and everybody was like, "It's the kids' competition. You're gonna have to come back at seven. And I wasn't speaking, so I couldn't say, "I'm not here to compete." <laughs> I'm not here to compete. I'm just here to screw with everybody. Yeah, I just wanted to say hey to you, but I'm not speaking. I just wanted to honk my horn. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's the holiday season. We can, we will circle back around. Indeed, yes. We'll Sorry, circle, I, circle I, back. No, I, we all need to be reined in once in a while. You know, you got to do that for me. Yeah. Um, but a sweet shirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, it was a gift from uh, one of the guys in the Dubtown Cosmonauts. Nice. His roommate made him. So there it is. Real nice. I love this shirt. Um, anyway, so here we go. Marathon for Meals. It starts Friday. Yes. At 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be out the food line at 38th Avenue North. We will be there for the whole seven days. We're not going mobile this year. We're just parking ourselves right there. Couldn't be any better. You go in, you buy, you come out, you donate. Everything's cool. You did it all in one Quick thing. Everybody's got to go to the supermarket at some yes. point. So just come on by Food Line at 38. Now, we do have additional drop-off points. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But um, basically, we're going to start there at uh, 8 o'clock Friday morning. And we'll broadcast live from 8 to 6 Friday, Saturday, 10 to 6 on Sunday. And then back to 8 to 6 Monday through Thursday the 15th. Thursday the 15th at 6 p.m. will be when it all wraps up. We've got our Soxty Heritage Festival trailer again. 16-foot trailer. Nice. We will fill it top to bottom, end to end. Non-perishables and uh, hygiene items for Helping Hand of Myrtle Beach and Community Kitchen of Myrtle Beach. Um, We will have lists of what both agencies need on one convenient sheet of paper to save a tree. And we'll we'll hand them out to everybody who will take one. So, uh, you know, come on by the the, uh, food line and we'll just give you a list. And then you just go shop and get, you know, one thing or 20 things or whatever you can do. Now, how many years is this going? This is Marathon for Meals number 16. 
16 years. 16 years. And, uh, in fact, you know what? I know this is live, but i got to do this. Hang on. No, 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 no. Go, by I'll all right means. Back. You no. talk. No, so, all right, for, yeah, 16 years, obviously, and I'm not sure Scott can verify this. I'm not sure that there's another, uh, what, what's the what's the word I'm looking for, uh, another fund or whatever whatever have you, a fundraiser or, or food raiser, if you will, that has raised more food. I don't think that anybody else has done more than Marathon for Meals has. For what? For for raising food for raising. Oh, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Could, well, but, well, I mean, but, but I mean, this area in, in this area, in this area, for marathon for meals. That you know, long. there are people who do things for these agencies yeah. year round, and the schools do a lot of good. Yeah, and yeah, the churches do a lot of good. Absolutely, and the, the stores themselves around here do a lot of good. Both the community kitchen and helping hand have partners all over town that help them out. Um, I'm not sure what their biggest bulk donation of the year is. I like to think that ours is one of them. I do know that every year when I walk into the office for Community Kitchen and I walk into the office for Helping Hand, the first thing I get is a hug. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, you're doing they, something right. They look forward to it. Uh, they plan for it. That's the thing. They, plan, they get the stuff we bring in through Marathon for Meals. Um, we deliver it right after Thanksgiving. And they will use that food all the way through April. Wow. So it's really important, especially on our better years. And, and this is one of those years where it's like not only do we have the typical need for this time of year, yes. not only are they getting ready to go into their winter season, which for us around here is our slow season, yes. so there's even more people in need. Yeah. Um, but with the flooding and everything, there's even more people in need. Absolutely. And the thing you got to remember is, and this is uh, this conversation is going to go in a lot of different directions, but the thing, good, the good. thing you got to remember is, I got something I want to show you too. Okay. Um, is people get this idea in their head that when you are collecting food for the hungry, they c confuse that with collecting for the homeless. Now, this food will help homeless people. There is yes. no doubt about it. And, you know, in this country, in this world, uh, the homelessness still baffles me to a certain extent. Absolutely. Um, you know, we should be able to, we're the richest country in the world. We shouldn't have people living in the streets. We shouldn't have veterans living in the streets, which is a whole other discussion, you know. Um, but the thing is, is that there are people who kind of look down their nose at the homeless, and when you tell, I, I've I've done the marathon for meals, and, and ask somebody, you know, would you like a shopping list? Uh, no, I don't want to do. I don't want to give food to the homeless. I want they need to, you know, earn it and work for it. I, you know, and I'm like, that's not what this is about. Yeah. Because here's the thing, we're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and as much as we've become a year-round town, all our businesses slow way down in the winter especially the absolutely, restaurant industry, absolutely. the service industry. And a lot of people who have full-time jobs during the season wind up with part-time jobs in the off-season, which means they're not necessarily making enough money to cover all the bills and the medication for the kids and the food and the taxes and the gas yes. and this and that and the other and the child care. Let's not forget about that. So money gets really tight for people who work hard and have jobs, sometimes more than one. So they go to these agencies to kind of bridge the gap. They can get food from Helping Hand to take home for their kids, healthy food, you know, for food groups and all that. They can go and have a hot lunch 
at the community kitchen. You don't, this is not for homeless people. This is for our neighbors, okay? There's a very good chance that somebody that, somebody that you know, somebody that I know, yes. somebody that, anybody that's watching this or hearing this, there's a chance that there's somebody in your office that you work with that uses those services. So this, this, is a, uh, this event feeds people. There's no specifics on it, and that's something I'm very big on. One yes. of the reasons that I chose from the very beginning to work with Helping Hand and Community Kitchen is because there was no strings attached, basically. You go in there and you ask for help, they interview you, and they help you. If, if they can if at all help you, they will help you. You know, when somebody comes to you and says, I'm hungry, you don't ask them why they're hungry. You don't ask them how they came to be hungry. And you don't ask them what they're willing to do for food either. You feed yes. them. Then you talk about it. But if somebody's hungry, you feed them. And that's so that's what we do here for this for the Marathon for Meals every year. And it's it's uh, become a very like I said, they've come to rely on it. And. We love doing it. I mean, it's it's morphed over the years, but it, its mission remains the same. I'll tell you something that I bet you did not know. The first time that Cornbread played for Marathon for Meals was, we were at Broadway, I'm pretty sure. And it yeah, was back in the days when I was still freezing. camping out. Yeah, I was actually going to ask if you were going to camp out this year, but I figured. No, in not. fact, that year you're talking about that was uh, that was 2012, I think. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, around, and yeah. that was the last year of the camping. It was so cold that week. Yeah, and, it was and, freezing. And between that and my wife saying, you know, I'd really rather you not, you know, stay away from home in a parking lot for seven days every year anymore. Yeah. Twelve years is enough. So I agreed to Absolutely. it, and we revamped it. But yes, that year you guys played, and it was. It was so cold. The first time we played there was one of the first times that Cornbread played Grateful Dead. I remembered, I was like, Scott's a Grateful Dead head. I know we don't do a lot of that stuff, but you guys are just going to have to follow me on this one. <laughs> and we did this, I think we did All Dead. I think we did like All Grateful Dead, like a, a, a long dead jam or something like that that day. And that was one of the first times when I was like, this is what we're going to do. And look at you now. I'm sorry. We're going to do this. But, yeah, that was when, uh, Marathon for Meals is responsible for us adding Grateful Dead, I think, to our to our Marathon for Meals. I've got so many memories of these things. There are people I only see at the Marathon for Meals every year. Um, but, Which is great, but I've got I've got so many marathon for meals memories and stories and stuff. But um, this year is uh, this year is a really different year. The, it's kind of evolved again. We're back to one location. Which is the 38th Avenue North Food Which line. is very Which smart, is, by the way, yeah. putting it at a grocery store so people can well, literally go in and buy things. It's a long it story out. that I'm not really going to go into yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. It, the, the whole thing was designed to be at a grocery store. Yeah. The way we ended up with at Broadway at the beach was a long story, but it worked out for us. We were fine at yeah. Broadway for many years, but this just works perfectly. We're here. You're there anyway. Grab a few extra things. And the great thing about Marathon for Meals is it, it truly, you know, I, I've been saying this through the hurricane and everything. If you're not somebody that needs help, you can give help. 100%. But the great thing about Marathon for Meals is that is so literally true. Because it is so inexpensive to donate to Marathon for Meals. I mean, look. $10 worth of canned foods is a lot of food. Look, for some people, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. But a, a can, one can. 
One yeah. can. Every single item that we get helps. And the beautiful thing is there are people every year that come and say, those agencies have helped me, and now I'm back on my feet, so now I have to give. Or I've had people that come and say, I still go to Helping Hand once a month. I still have to go to Community Kitchen, but I can spare this. Yeah. You know, it, it's, so, that, 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 it's, it's that's a, what we need more of. But it, there's something about it um, that people really connect to. I mean, they're all all divisions between people disappear during Marathon for Meals. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that give that never hear about it on the radio. Never hear about it from something like this. Yeah. Never see it in the paper. They just happen to be shopping one day. You know? We hand them a list on their way in. They come out, hand us a couple bags, and some people come out and give us a whole cart full of stuff. It's it's unreal the level of giving and generosity, and it cuts across every single line that any statistician wants to draw. I mean, I have gotten wonderful donations and heard great stories from rich and poor and black and white and Mexican and Republican and Democrat, right wing, left wing, sane, insane, you name it. I have had somebody come and make a donation and hang out and talk. And it's it's just it's it restores my faith in humanity every year, which right right about the time that I desperately need it, (laughs) especially. Yeah. it's really difficult to it's really difficult to deal with the world when you look at it the way that we both like to look at the world. We both like to I and I think we both see more negative things than we like to admit. And and when when there's positive things also see we we see the negative side of things more often than not. And and that's just I think that's just cuz maybe we're we're that those I, I don't know. It's just it's at certain times, it's hard not to. Yes. yes. Okay. And we're whether we like it or not, whether you're happy about yesterday's election results or not, whatever. We're living in a time right now where we, like I said, in the last year, we've all been through a lot. Absolutely. And it's been pretty cloudy out there in the world, and we're all looking for a few rays of sunshine. Um, sometimes in history, it's harder to see the sun than others, yes. but uh, it's there. It is it's there. there. We it we there. saw it after the hurricane, and we saw it after the floods, and we'll see it in the marathon for meals, and we'll see it after that, you know, and in some other way. But uh, it's out there. There's always something that can turn you around when you're feeling that that way, and I get that. I was I was just telling you a while ago, just like just been out of it lately. Like I just just haven't been lethargic, haven't really felt up to doing much, and. And I, I know what depression feels like, and it's not that. It's just, you know, I, I'm just tired or whatever it is, and you need a reason to feel good about things, I guess. And, then I, and there's always something that happens to make you feel good about things. And I, I just really like knowing that in, in the Marathon for Meals situation that there's so many people who are willing to give things that other people really need. They really are. It's it's a wonderful thing. And I'll tell you what, this event has, like I said, it's evolved over the years. I, I want to show you this. Okay. You can hold it up to the screen. But the first year we did the marathon for meals, yeah. I slept in a tent and then in the back of the wave van. Um, <laughs> and I we put we used a, lawn, a landscaping trailer to collect the food. It was, um, I think it was 2002. And this is a picture. This is a picture from then. Um 
that that picture was taken in Look 2002. You, it's in, it was in the uh, one of the Horry County newspapers. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's from that's from 16 years ago. Here, you can, you can check this out and pause it. You can pause this on this. Uh, I'm trying to make sure we get it in a good camera view. Oh, there we go. There's Scott and Scott. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's old. So, hey, look who just Come walked on in, in here. Close Come on the in door. Here. Close the door. Come on in here. It's not like we're not live on YouTube or something. Oh, I didn't know. That's why not. We're no, doing the world famous MI podcast. Okay. And you just show up. Hey, everybody. What's look, up, dog? Her. Hi, guys. This is my new adoption friend. I saw her on Facebook. Who is this? As this did is I. Chloe. She's seven months old. Hello. She's a great Pyrenees. Hello. She's the sweetest thing ever. Well, welcome. Thank you. We're Riding just we're, we're just yakking about marathon for meals. Well, I had to go return the two huge ass Jangas that we rented from Eventworks. No, nice. I decided I would go take her to the brewery and get ready for our little post chili meeting next Thursday at New South, and come see you guys. I wanted to introduce the dog. Well, yeah, awesome. the, the rain the rain got us Sunday. But we wait. We were talking about all kinds of good things going on Indeed. and rays of sunshine through the clouds. How did Chili Kickoff turn out? Looking pretty good? Really well. We're waiting on final numbers, but the event itself was awesome, and everybody was really happy. And volunteers we haven't seen in 10 years came out. We had new volunteers. It was just great. I'm so happy. Everybody's very positive about it. Um, And the rain, you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Getting people out of there can be difficult. The rain came, and all of a sudden, clean parking lot. <laughs> I think we had Uh-oh. maybe I think there You're was maybe stuck. three spots that had trash in them, and they were already bagged up and tied up. So all we did was put them in the cans of the wheels and take them to the dumpster, and boom, so it was good. Well, you your new friend here is all tangled up. There we go, tangled up in you. Hey, there you go, tangled up in you. That's tangled nice. up in you. I see what you got going there. That's right. So, but yeah, we're, we're is Bob Dylan on. coming? I heard he was coming. At least oh, twice a day. Oh, uh, Willie Nelson's coming to North Charleston. Is is Bobby coming to Myrtle? And I, I heard it was in the works, but I wouldn't know. I'm still upset about Wani. Yeah. Oh me man. Too. Yeah. No, are they just just moving the location, or they're not doing it at all? There will not be a Wani in 2019. Ah. Uh, that just a family problem? I uh, don't know. They have a different festival that weekend at Suwannee this year. That's not cool. Uh, it's uh, more of an electronic leaning festival. But maybe we can fill the void with Trondosa. Right. I heard Trondosa's lineup is awesome. So. So, I'm not familiar with all this stuff. But, Trondosa but, uh, but is the two-day be. festival that's going to be down in Charleston again. Uh, it was last year. It was Widespread Panic and Sturgill Simpson and Big Something. Okay. Okay. It was really good. This year, er, for 2019, they've got Widespread Panic, Umphreys McGee. Uh, uh, who else? There, there was um, a couple. That's as far as I got, and I went, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, God, Marcus Umphreys King. Is so good. Marcus King. Marcus Dude, that King. covers the album that Umphreys released is so good. Yeah, they're a great band. They are. Marcus is a Greenville boy, right? Yep. Um, Those pipes. You could let him know we're having our 20th anniversary, should we off next year? Marcus. Wherever you are, <laughs> we're also booking for Walkamon Getaway walk Three, <laughs> but that's a whole. Oh, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll share this to the Walkamon Getaway was awesome. I had a good time there this year. I thought it went really well. Well, get ready. 
Man. We gotta get some. We gotta get some original tunes together so we can do some of these gigs coming up. We need to make sure Bucksport is Bucksport. The word on Bucksport. Well, the word on, on Bucksport right now is that there is going to be some rebuilding going on. They got to tear down the restaurant and do some rebuilding on that. Uh, tearing down the bathhouse and they're gonna put a temporary bathhouse in until they can rebuild that. But the bar is fine. The stage area is fine. Our music area is gonna be fine and. Uh, Onward and forward. Onward I was more forward. worried about Bucksport, the town, like the neighborhood. I know they got well, swamped. The water receded. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I know that... Uh, the marina was so low-lying anyway. I mean, even at Waccamaw Getaway, we had planks Yeah. here and there behind the building because the, the, just the elevation is so low there. You know, it's right on the water. You're trying to get cases of beer out of the back. And get them to the bar, and you yeah. got to play hopscotch over. There's boards and stones, and that's not fun. <laughs> no, probably fun to look at. <laughs> good spot, good, 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 good times last year. I enjoyed it. All right, well, I'll get out of your hair. Um, next Thursday, six o'clock, we're going to do chili recap meeting at New South. All right, which I know you probably need directions. Yeah, I, I probably finding New South is tough for me in the in the dark blindfolded. in the dark blindfolded. After being spun around three or four times, <laughs> he, has to, he has to redirect his GPS to go home afterward. Send out. Go by New South. There you go. <laughs> All right then. Good to see you guys. Hey, good to see you, buddy. Well, uh, see you, dog. We'll, uh, we'll do something soon. I want to do something at the, the dog bar soon too. Um, Don't walk out without the dog. The barking dog down there, Merle's in there. We're going to take her down there because Laura, you know, Laura and Shorty live behind there, yeah. and Danny, obviously. All right. All right, kiddos. Love you, buddy. Aubin Hooker, everybody. Hooker. This one was not sponsored by Corey. Pigpen. Yes. So, anyway, so that picture from the first marathon from yeah. is crazy. That is crazy, um, man. But we've gone through so many changes. That first year, tent, landscaping trailer. Um, then the second year, uh, that's when the Soxty Heritage Festival trailer joined us. It wasn't always the Socasty Heritage Festival trailer. It had had different names on it over yeah. the years, but it's the same trailer. And it's donated by my friends Dennis and Casey. They donate it every year. Dennis brings it every year. We. Fill it. He brings it here. Then he brings it over to deliver the food. And he's always there, come hell or high water. And uh, Those people are necessary. They are. And I love them to death. But, uh, the, you know, we we had that second year, I borrowed a beat-up old RV from somebody to stay in. And then after that, we were able to get RV sponsors and stuff. But then when we left Broadway and started doing it at various supermarket locations and stuff, we had to revamp the way we did it. But we did, and it worked out. And now, of course, everybody's involved, and that's great. And it's more now the, the like the original plan that you had. Yeah, yeah, to, to a point. It's been, it's been altered a bunch of different ways. you got to understand, I, I, I blatantly and admittedly stole the marathon for meals from the station I worked at in Greenville, South Carolina, who called uh, Rock 101 up well, that's there. That's a hell of a thing to steal. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I worked the 7 to midnight shift. Our afternoon guy, who is a guy by the name of Tony Magoo, who I'm still friends with on Facebook, and I just talked to him the other day. Can't every, make that up. Every year, he, every year he congratulates me on another year of marathon because he knows that he inspired me to do yeah. it. So, um, you know, it, it started out as... 
as one thing, and now it involves the whole radio station, yeah. and you know everybody will be out all week long. Rick Roberts and I will both be broadcasting our airships live from the marathon. I'll be starting out in the morning between uh, eight and ten, and checking in with Tommy and Corby. Yeah. Tommy and Corby will actually each be out separately uh, during the weekend, during this weekend, and uh, our night guy Charlie Steele will be out there too over the weekend. And I mean, everybody gets everybody gets to do a little bit, and uh, everybody helps out and. Uh, a lot of the people that work here at the other radio stations, when we have transportation issues getting like from the station oh, yeah. and to over to the site and back, they'll they'll play taxi driver and I mean everybody helps out and a lot of people help out by becoming alternate drop off points because let's face it, we've got a big listening area here and Indeed, we're, we do. we're right in the middle. Where our location is right in the middle, but if you can't get to us, chances are there's a drop off point near you. We have them all listed at wave104.com. So. Um, there's there's always somewhere to do it. We've got we've got them in Conway. We got them out in uh, Carolina Forest, out near Coastal. Uh, we've got one right in Sacristy. We've got, they're, they're all listed there, and um, there's always more added as time goes on. Somebody calls me up, says, yes. "I can do it," you know. So. So, in other words, if people want to help, it's very easy to do so. Yeah, and this is the big thing this year. Um, on Friday morning during the 9 o'clock hour of our first day, we're going to have an official from Food Lion actually on the air with us, and uh, he or she, because I'm not sure who it's going to be yet, uh, we do assume? is going to make an announcement. Something is being done for this Marathon for Meals that has never been done before. Now, do you know what this thing is? Yes, and you I do. do not. Uh, okay. Spoiler alert is not coming. No, no, I. I There's I, no spoilers. No, no, I can't say. All I can say is, <laughs> it's pretty freaking awesome. That's pretty <laughs> freaking awesome. Well, I, I'm I'm stoked that you, you you're able to do this at the grocery store because that is going to make it a lot easier for people to donate things. Right, and we've been doing and, it at you know the grocery store. Yeah, this will be our fourth year doing it this way, and it, it is a lot more convenient for people. Absolutely, it is. And also, I'm stoked that you don't have to be away from your house for seven days. Now, not not that I know that that's a that's an issue, but that's more of an issue for me than most people. Yeah. I'm so weird about not being home. Yeah, it uh, it was uh, those twelve years sleeping in the camper. There there there's all kinds of adventures that went along with those things. Um, the year I was being treated for cancer, still did the marathon, slept there yeah. for seven days. You know, uh, granddaughter born. I was at Broadway. That's, oh, that was man. one that, no, but I left. That was one of the only, I, in the 12 years that I slept seven days at Broadway. Well, that's a hell of a reason. I only leave. left the grounds twice during that seven days. Once was for my granddaughter to be born, and I was gone for an hour and a half, and I saw her at the hospital, and went, you know, woo, and the whole thing, and love all around, and then back to, back to the back camper. Back to the camper. And uh, the other time was when we refinanced our house. I had to run across the street to the bank, across the street, and sign some papers. Yeah, I mean, but other than that's that, commitment, man. But other than that, no, and, and we didn't leave. It's just the way it was, you know? And um, now, again, it's so much easier for everybody, and we accomplished the same goal. And, you know, I've we've done all kinds of weird things at it. You know, we've done everything from have like over the moon productions doing fire shows and stuff to having bands use played yeah, it. Yeah. Um last year even Doc Simons came and sat and played played acoustic in front of the uh, in front of the thirty eighth Avenue store while we were there for for a couple hours. Doc is an absolute monster. He uh 
<laughs> so did I tell you? Have I talked to you since the the the, the pit? Yeah, the the tribute to the band. Yeah, yeah. You thought you were going to go on early, and you were not Man. on like last. Or something. <laughs> yeah. So I get there. Yeah, I get there to this thing, and I, the listeners know this. But I, I talk. I I was thought I was going to be way early, and I ended up going way later. But I got I got up there, and I started doing. Obviously, I did Tennessee Jed, which is the Grateful Dead song out of all of the other band songs. <laughs> Levon Helm covers a Grateful Dead uh-huh. tune, and I'm like, "There's my end." So I know this song inside and out, and I didn't get, and I, I didn't hear the the musical cue that I was supposed to get to come in on the. Every verse has the same exact thing happen right before the words start. Right, and I didn't hear my cue. I didn't hear, and I was like, okay, so they're just doing another little fill or whatever. Well, they weren't, and I was supposed to have already started singing. And Patterson, the the piano piano player, was like, hey, buddy, you know, there's some more words to this on the microphone, and I was like. Man, I was waiting, I was waiting for my spot. Like I, I know this song. Like I know how it goes. And I was waiting. For it. Uh, it ended up working. I watched the video of it later, and it, I, I made a lot bigger deal out of it than it actually was. Imagine but that. yeah, exactly. But that being said, I wanted to do the thing that I talked to you about years ago with the Grateful Dead tribute at uh, the Grateful Dead Dog tribute. Right, and I was thinking, man, like, just when I first started doing that, like, uh, I think two. It's been a couple years now because a couple months later I quit drinking, and that just my whole, my whole life went in a rebuilding phase at that point, and it's just so much work to get everybody together. This show happens in October. Doc starts getting people signed on in, like, March. Oh, yeah. You have to start early. And I didn't realize how much work goes into actually planning this thing until I started diving into that Grateful Dead thing a couple of years ago. But I think... There's we, a lot to it. There's a lot to there's it. But I think we it. may be close to maybe within a year of having this thing go down. That'd be cool. Let me know if I can help. Well, you absolutely can, and I absolutely will. But, yeah, Doc is an absolute monster for being able to do those things. I, I don't know how he pulls it off and organizes the band. Like, that, that's some Quincy Jones shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I, I, yeah, I've learned a lot between between being involved in things, you know, just knowing people involved in things and then becoming part of the, uh, you know, Get Right Promotions and doing the Waccamaw Getaway Festival and the Reggae on the Waccamaw Festival. Did, however many things you think go into making a music festival or a music event, Tons there more. is a, a list just as long. That you didn't know. Absolutely. Or you didn't think of. You know, who knew there was such a thing as rain insurance? Yes, you can take out rain insurance on an event so that if it rains and nobody comes, you're insured. Huh. (laughs) You know, I mean, I never heard of such a thing, but yeah, there's rain insurance. That's interesting. I didn't know that that was a thing. Huh. But, well... That's especially in this area. You don't know when it's going to do what. Like in the, especially in the summer, it's a thirty percent chance of rain every, every day. day, and and it, it could pour. I mean, nine times out of ten, I, I get that a lot. There was there's been a few years like I think the pat this year wasn't so bad. Uh, the hurricane was awful, but this year wasn't so bad. But a couple of years in a row, I could say that I'd lo- lose at least like two weeks sporadically throughout the summer. Just because rain, just it'll it'll rain for a week. Yep. And just 
not and everything gets canceled. Hey, there's a for, you know we're, I've been keeping an eye on the weather for the marathon. We you know because that always affects it. Yeah, and there's a forty percent chance of showers that first day, but you know what? If it's going to come, it's going to come. And then we can do I mean, at it. the end of the day, uh, we generally end up we generally end up filling that trailer, and sometimes and then some. Yeah, you know, uh, everybody always comes through for the marathon for meals, and people do things. The the Island Bar is doing their uh, potluck Thanksgiving dinner this Saturday, and everybody that's you know on the Facebook group and everything and being invited to it, bringing bring cans, bring cans for the marathon for meals. That's great. You know, um, I have uh, a friend of mine is a professor at Coastal, and he always gives his students extra credit if they come over and help me out. At the marathon for meals, they, if they come over and make a donation, that's you get, really awesome. Them a little extra that's credit. a good incentive. Yeah, he said, just bring him a receipt, have me sign the. I, I, he had, he hands out a form. I sign the form. You know, the kids come, yeah. they bring me the food. I sign the form. They go back. They get a couple points extra credit on their grade. That's nice. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a, there's so much um, of an outpouring of effort amongst you know our general Myrtle Beach family and community that. Uh, I don't let the weather worry me too much. Now, during that week, there will be, you know, there will be my sporadic freakouts, you know. Yeah. Weather sucks. Hey, look at this guy. Hey, look at the guy in the the $85,000 car who can't just stop and help us out. And how come the there's people I know that could write us a check and fill that trailer in one sign of a pen and not even feel it. But they don't. You go through those things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know that the people that can afford it the least are the ones that are going to give the most. That's always the truth. And you you, you mentioned that in uh, when we, in our last episode when we did the hurricane talk. Like the people who really can't afford to do. They, it, when I say they give the most, obviously that's not a numerical dollar figure. But what that's I mean a, that's is. A, a, a what I mean is that everything, that everything. But everything's relative. Okay. Yes. You give to your ability to give. Okay, and more people with less means give their ability to give. Yes, you know, I, I mean, um, that's not to say that there's not you know a good number of people who are on the upper end of the income scale that help us out every year. Yes, in a great deal of way. I mean, big big donations. I get them. We have businesses that collect for us and show up with truckloads of stuff. I mean, it's a beautiful thing all the way across the board. I said that earlier. But you do find that the majority of people who donate, if you were to just count the people, forget about the donation and just count the people, the majority of people who donate, it is harder for them to do it than those who it is not hard for. That's that age-old question where you have a friend who has $100 and they give you 20 and another friend who has 5 and they give you the 5 who gave more. Exactly. It's yeah. you know, it's it's you, you you can't measure thing everything in dollars because some things it's just not that simple. You know, if only I wish that we could just do away with that. Just do away with the dollars and go back to the barter system. I wonder. I would probably be starving then, though, because you and me both. Are you kidding me? (laughs) What can you do? I can talk. Yeah, I can talk to you. I can. We can play. So if you want to feed me, I'll talk. I I mean, I don't have a whole lot to offer, (laughs) you know. But I don't know. I'm not sure that that's true. I think that I think that not necessarily talking as much as just spreading love, which is the thing that you're the best at. I'm. But you can't put a price on that. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I look. You know, I'm lucky enough to have a 
job that doesn't require backbreaking labor, you know, or submitting to urine testing or yes, having a dress yes, code or absolutely. anybody telling me to cut my hair. Um, I get it. I get to play music I love, and I get to meet a lot of great people. You know, you, you most people aren't that fortunate. So this, I don't have a lot of money because we'll they, still find. They, we'll they still don't find pay it very well. About. We'll yeah. still find something to complain they don't, about. They don't pay it real well to to have this awesome job, but. We I get, we but, get paid in, in. But I got I got happiness. I think that's one way to look at it. And, my, but my point is, is I don't have a lot of money to give. Yes, but I can get the word out far and wide. Same here. So that's what we do. You know. Same here. And I and I say happiness. We get we get paid in in comfort and convenience. I guess you would say. I, I would say for my my myself like. I don't make a shitload of money, but I do really dig what I do. And I will obviously find uh, something to complain about because that's also what I do. Yeah, well. But I I will sit back every now and again and just be like, you know, I'm complaining about having to go do this thing. But this thing that I'm going to do, there are so many people who have to do regular work and wish they could do this thing that I'm doing. Those people that do regular work are making more money than I am, but they're so unrewarded in their lives because they have to do that thing, and they would rather do... Nothing is what it seems from the outside. Never. Okay? Let me tell you, I spend a lot of time in a very small office typing on a computer, which is what millions of people do every day in millions of offices all over the country, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, per se... I'm still doing data entry. You know, yeah. this is a real live job. I still have to be here every day. I yeah. have to get up. I have office stuff I have to do. I have there are many regular things that occur here every day that occur in every workplace in America. And it, it's a it's a job. It's 40 plus hours a week. It, it's a job, you know. There are still people who ask me, "So, what do you do? You come in about, you know, a little bit maybe an hour before you go on the air and, you know, do your go on do do your DJ thing and that's it." And I'm like, "It's a little more complicated than that, you know." And you know as well. Yeah. Somebody looks at you and says, you get paid to play guitar. And you're like, no, I get to play guitar. I get paid to carry equipment. I get paid yes. to book gigs. I get paid to drive exactly. hundreds of miles a year just to get to gigs. I get paid to make set lists. I get, yeah. you know, I get paid to change strings. I get, you know, it's... I get played. I get paid to play shitty music that I don't really like that much because you asked me to do it. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, nothing is what it seems. Yeah. You know, so that's not entirely true, folks. I don't, I don't exactly get paid to play shitty music that I don't like. No, Every you get paid now and again, I do get paid. You get paid to play shitty music that I don't like. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, it is what it is, though. It is. You, you, it is. you gotta. I think that's, and I talk to a lot of people who are like. You know, man, I really, I'm not going to do, and I'm kind of going off a tangent, but I, I, I really don't want to do, like, I don't want to sit there and play Wagon Wheel or Tennessee Whiskey and all this, all this. I'd rather play stuff that I want to play. And I'm like, that's cool. I like money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People ask me all the time. They say, you know, so many of my friends like the music that I like. You know? Yes. You know, come on, man, widespread panics, classic. Why can't you play them in the middle of the afternoon? 
It's because the same thing. I don't get paid to play what yes. I like. I get to play, I get paid to play what the general populace likes. And when it comes to classic rock, we put a lot of effort into finding out what we should be playing. Yes. And if we're playing the wrong thing, we'll know it. And 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 those those folks that listen are very used to hearing a certain set list, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they like. I mean, give them what they want. You give have the, to give the people what they want. And if the pu- general public wants something that we're not doing, they will make it very clear. Yeah, and we will course correct. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is, and, and I'm, I hate to quote Kevin Spacey because of what what you know who he is, and now that we found out, you know what kind of person he is. But Kevin Spacey hit the nail on the head with people wanting to binge. Let them have all of the shows that they... Let them have every episode of a season of a show and let them watch it in a night because that's what they want. It's not necessarily... And I know this is sort of apples to oranges here, but it's still the same situation. Give the people what they want and your product will be will do better. It will. And see, the way I look at it is, okay, we give the people what they want. Lots and lots of people listen, yes. right? So when... November rolls around, and we do the marathon for meals. We have the most people listening possible. That's more people to talk about it to other people that may not be listening. That's more of a reason for somebody like you to come in and do this or the Mm -hmm. news to cover. And basically, it just makes it even easier for us to raise a lot of food and feed a lot of people. Yeah. You know, if if I... Broaden your territory. I mean, to, to put it into that scope. If I was to start just playing whatever I wanted on the radio and all of a sudden we went from this many listeners to this many listeners, I can't fill a 16-foot trailer with food with this many listeners. I need yes. this many listeners. So, I mean, you know, there's a you know, I could I could do a whole episode with you about the difference between the way people think radio is and how it functions and how it should function yes. versus how it does. And I could, you know, I could talk about endlessly about, you know, how radio is still here and how, you know, people are, will argue with be time and again about different things. And it's like. At the end of the day, you know, just like anybody else in their chosen profession, you have to know how to do how to succeed. And if you work for a corporation or a company, and there's certain things that they want, you have to do those things absolutely to, to be successful. You know, I mean, I don't have anybody that looks over my shoulder so closely to make sure what I'm playing. But if all of a sudden everything I was playing was weird and out of the ordinary, you and would. we found out that we lost listeners, they're they're going to come to me and they're going to say, "Why did you do that?" What were you trying to achieve, and how quickly can you put it back so that we can get back what we had? And if you don't, we will find somebody who will. Yes. It's no different than any other job. But in my at the Absolutely. end of the, at the end of the day, for me, if I do it right, that means I can do crazy things like you know feed people and stuff. Yes, and also when whenever we throw uh, throw set lists out of the window for hurricane jams, we could get away with play a big something. Yeah, well, that was a whole different situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. you know, and actually being able to do something like that once in a while can actually bring you more people that get interested in what you're doing. Yeah, and and I, I feel the same the same way with playing music is that I can give I'll feel comfortable like if I give them a couple of random top 40s over the last 20 or 30 years they will be more apt to listen to a song that I wrote 
You know, like exactly. Uh, like, I mean, you know it too. You have to. You have to play the room. You have to play you have the to. room. And every you room have is to different. Read the audience. Every room is different. You have to read the audience. You knew you were talking about when Cornbread played the marathon for meals. You knew I'm going to play a lot of Grateful Dead songs because you knew I was there. And yeah. you knew some of my our friends were there. You know, Absolutely. you looked at the crowd and said, "That's what we got to do." You show up at another crowd and you, you're like, "I'm going to. I just got to play country all night." I feel like that is one of our strongest points as a band, and I feel and not not to brag on Cornbread. I, I rarely do that, by the way. I rarely brag on Cornbread. And yeah, I, I know you did a whole episode about how you never brag on Cornbread. I, 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 <laughs> so I really don't. But uh, Cornbread can play anything. And that's I've one got, thing that we're decent at is is just knowing what the crowd wants to hear. Like we'll, we'll give you four or five songs from different different baskets and whichever one you like the most will go down that road and i i really i wish that i i wish that i had more uh i wish that i had more will to do what i want to do despite all whatever anybody thinks about it but i i just well, i want to make the crowd happy right I but you have to do that in the right place Yes, and the Marsh Walk's not the right place. Not at all. Nor However, any, this area, not. But oh, there's there's places. Or my circuit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, there's places where original music is embraced and welcomed, and there's places where people want to go out and hear their favorites. Yeah, and you do know how to read that, and you do. Now, but you should get if you have original music that you wish to share with the world, you should do it. Oh yeah, well, I, and I'm gonna start doing that. I actually might start doing a little uh, on the YouTube channel. I might start doing some original song showcases, like where I'll just play a couple of songs that I'm working through or whatever, and try to get that out into the world. But I, I not not to go down that road. Uh, BJ from Bourbon Street texted me the other day and was like, "Hey man, really really enjoyed the podcast, man. I like I." Uh, he he brought up the one really enjoyed the one where uh, uh, Scott Mann was talking about paying people paying to see <laughs> live music, and I was like, yeah, man, found out we had like a hundred people pay money to see Danger Muffin, and he was like, that was a great night, that was awesome. Told him we were going to be talking about this, and uh, I don't know what he said. There's something coming up soon. There's some. Uh, some show coming up soon, an original show that you may know, or do you know about an original show coming up soon? There's a few of them. At Bourbon Street? I know there's some things in the works. Okay, well, that might have been what he, he was he was uh, alluding to a little bit, but getting people to pay for live music is, because, I guess, is not as hard as we thought it was going to be. It, you've got... It's a two-way street. Yeah. You've got to give somebody something worth paying for. Yes. Okay? And people have to be willing to pay for something if they want to see it, if they want to hear it. Absolutely. You know, um, it's got to work. And it, it's a symbiotic relationship. The more people are willing to, the more often people are willing to pay a cover, the more money there is to work with to book better bands that are worthy of Indeed. a cover. Um, but the demand is there. If you put the right band there, people will pay to see it. I mean, I remember when Driving and Crying came in and played at the Bourbon Street. Yeah. They charged $10 cover. People came in. See, the problem is, like, what I hear most from different people associated with it, bar owners and such, is that they say that their regulars get pissed off. And I always have the same response. Because I, I feel so strongly about this that I've literally come up with an answer to any objection. Any objection. Yeah. Um, if you're a regular at a bar, 
There's reasons for that. You like the people that work there. You like the atmosphere. You like the bar. So naturally, you want to see the bar do well so that it's always there for you. Yes. Okay? But you being a regular doesn't preclude you from paying a cover when there's a band in there. You have two choices when you come to the door of your regular bar and they say, hey, that's going to be 10 bucks to get in. We got a, a special band tonight. You can pay the 10 bucks and go in and know that you're supporting your favorite place to hang out, making it more possible for them to be more successful. Or B, you can say, you know what? I'm not interested in the band. Um, maybe tonight I'm going to go down the street. Yeah. And I'll be back tomorrow. That's your two choices. The third choice that you think you have, you don't. Okay? Option three doesn't exist. Your, your third option is not to bitch and moan to the bar owner and say, I'm a regular. I'm here every day. I should get in for free. That's not an option. You you're just free be, every day. You're just being a dick, frankly. Because here's the thing. The bar owner who your, owns your regular bar and is supposedly your friend is bringing in a special band to increase his business. Yes. And he has to charge at the door to pay for that band. If you don't want to see the band, that's cool. He's not going to be upset if you don't sit there and drink tonight. He knows you'll be back tomorrow. But there's going to be people in that bar that have never, maybe never been there. And they're going to pay to see this band. And then they may come back to the bar and it becomes successful for everybody. That's what you're going for. You want your, yeah. Why would you not? Why would you not support the place that you, know, you, you, you don't, call your second home, basically? Yeah, I, I, I mean, really. you know, And we're not talking about a fortune here. Okay? I saw a guy at that Danger Muffin show throw a fit and walk away angry because of a $5 cover. Five bucks. You know what? Just because you hang out at the mall every day doesn't mean you're going to get into the movie theater for free. That's very true. And then that's literally a great analogy because it's something different that you wouldn't normally normally have. I get I get why I you know, I get why people get upset about things that oh it'll piss off our regulars. But I don't understand why you want people like that. Like they th those people don't give a shit about you. They they're they're just selfish. That's a selfish way to act. I mean, I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush. That's not fair. No, not at but all. But there's I, a lot of those but, people. You know, I don't know. I I just that's just the way I see it. You know, I I I'm sure that there are plenty of people that probably have you know really think they're justified in that. And I'm sorry, you know, you can't get something for nothing in this world. I don't know why people think that you don't get movies for free unless you steal them. You don't get music for free unless you steal it. Yeah. You don't get food for free unless you steal it or unless you're poor enough to qualify for it. Why on earth do you think that a musician should play for you for free? And if you say, well, I, never, I don't go in here for the musician... I don't care about the musician. I don't want the musician to play for free. The musician can pack up and leave for all I care. That's fine. That's You're not fine. the only person in but the But that's bar. fine. But this place does not exist solely for you. Yes. Exactly. And maybe Thursday nights, just out of a hat, Thursday, maybe Thursday nights are the nights you don't go out to the bar. You go out and you do something else. You stay home. You go to a different bar. Spread your wealth around a little bit. Spread your business around a little bit. Support some other people. If you're looking for the kind of bar that you hang out at day after day after day, 
um, with the same people that is just there for that. There are plenty of those places. Yeah. But, you know, Bourbon Street, I'll use as an example, Bourbon Street, from the time it was opened, it was open touting itself as a live music location. I remember when they first opened, they had live music every night. There's a, there is a stage in there. It is a permanent fixture. That stage is First permanent. thing you see when you walk in. Bourbon Street is a live music venue. And there are certain bands that in order for, for in order for them to pay to have these bands there, a cover has to be charged. You know? And if what happens is is there are places that won't ever charge a cover because they don't want to they, so they don't increase the budget for bands. Yeah. And then people say, Well, why do you have the same bands over and over again? Well, because in order for us to get bands from outside, we have to pay them more. In order for us to pay them more, we got to charge you a cover. And you don't want that, do you? So and we don't want that. Well, I, that, that's that's something that people are going to have to learn to deal with. I, I, I feel like that. I feel like there used to be so many more than that, right? There used to be a lot of ban- a lot of places that would have a cover charge for decent bands that would deal with. Well, I mean, look, I've lived in Myrtle Beach now for twenty years. Yeah. Um, before that, I lived in Greenville, South Carolina, and before that, I lived in upstate New York. In Greenville, in upstate New York, from the time I was old enough to go out to bars, it didn't matter who was playing, and it didn't matter what they were playing. You paid a cover. Yeah. If there was a band in there, if Cornbread was playing in a bar where I'm from, and it was in there playing covers yeah. all night, you paid five bucks at the door. Same deal in Wilmington. There's a couple places we played in Wilmington where there's always a cover. There, if there's live music, there's a cover. You don't get it for free. That's why it's so weird around here to people that are from other places that, that are involved in music scenes. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very commonplace. It's the norm. It really is. It's, yeah, it's, it's that simple. It's the norm. You go see a band, you pay a cover. There's no such that you know. Every once in a while, somebody does something for free um, as a special event. You know, it's our anniversary. No cover tonight with such and such band. But in general, if there's a band, if there's a DJ, even a DJ, you go to a dance club. There's a DJ. You pay a cover. Yeah. It's all of us bands that are willing to go in there and play for free and do well, your it's a different atmosphere. and all that. Jazz. Well, it's a, it's a different atmosphere. But you know, as time goes on, and hopefully things change a little bit more. I mean, and there is another side of this. The other side of it is those of you that have shown that you're interested in original music and good music and jam music or blues or whatever it is you listen to, you know, I hear it all the time. How come I don't? We don't have more great shows. How come we don't have more of these bands? Big something came to House of Blues once. We had Danger Muffin here. Hey, how about some other bands? What's going on? You got to come out. You got to support it. Yeah. Okay. If you hear me shooting off at the mouth on Facebook or on the radio or whatever about a band that you may not have heard of, but I'm telling you, they're great. Go see them. Yes. If the kind of music that you know that I talk about, if that's the kind of thing you like, I try not to steer you wrong. But if this is the kind of scene that you want, you have to support it. You have to be willing to go. You have to be willing to pay five or ten bucks at the door if you're a band that there might be a small chance you might not like them. You know what? I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody Monday night at the movies. It was awesome. But if I had gone to see Bohemian Rhapsody and I hated it, I wouldn't be able to go to the theater management and say, yeah, I'd really like my money back. That movie sucked. (laughs) Yeah, because you don't pay pay for the People are more than willing to risk their $10 on a movie they've never seen 
and risk it sucking in a movie theater without a second thought, but you're afraid to spend it on a band you've never heard of? What happens if you don't like them? Oh, well, guess I'll never go see them again. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's... It just, you know, that's just makes sense to me. (laughs) I get you, you, man. There's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that w- wouldn't mind paying a cover if it's a decent enough band. Yeah, we're, we'll. Uh, no, I, I don't think I, I think that's true. I mean, the Danger Muffin show showed that. Yes. You know, but Danger Muffin is also a band that's been around a while, and people know them, and it's a familiar name around here. Now, I could say this is an example I'll use. I could say Big Something, and you know, and uh, people around here know. Yeah. But if I said Nick and the Nomads. Who's that? Well, Nick and the Nomads is Nick McDaniel's the lead singer of Big Something and several other members of Big Something and doing a little side project. Yeah. Okay? Um, Casey Cranford from Big Something also has a side project, very jazz-leaning, called Casey and, uh, Casey and the Comrades. Okay? Now, Nick and the Nomads, Casey and the Comrades. I love yeah. that. Okay, but here's the That's thing. That's so good. But here's the thing. Unless you're a hardcore Big Something guy like I am. You're not going to know. You're not going to know who they are. Yeah. So are you gonna, you know? So are you gonna miss that because? Well, I'm not sure who they are, so I'm not gonna pay. I don't want to pay a cover for that. But if you heard people around you saying, "No, go see them, go see them," five bucks, go see yeah. them. Isn't it worth the risk of five bucks? That something maybe you know that it might be worth your time when you're paying five bucks, not necessarily to see this band, but to foster a decent music uh, look at, scene in this area. That's the way to look at it. You know what? If there's a ba- an original band coming, if you hear me or, or see yeah. it somewhere that, hey, you know, Bourbon Street or wherever has this band coming in and there's a $5 cover, come support the scene, go and support the scene. You know, even if you don't like the band, you're contributing to the scene yeah, exactly. so that we can bring in more bands and bigger bands and better bands. That's the trick. That's the way to look at it. Is, yeah, you're, you're not paying $5 for a band. You're paying $5 to better our music scene. There you go. That, and who wouldn't give five bucks to do that? And you know what? You know why else we need to improve the music scene? is because musicians don't make a lot of money. And they Especially. go hungry. And they need to be fed. So we do the marathon for meals and feed wayward musicians, too. Indeed. <laughs> it all comes full circle. It's got to come well, full circle. Well, I, I got another meeting I'm going to get to here in a little bit. But first, I have to tell you these hilarious things around the election yesterday. I told you that I was going to tell you some funny things. Funny things around the election. Speaking of which, we uh, I, hope you, I hope you voted. I hope you went, to, went and voted. But we'll... we'll uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people didn't, and you can tell in the polls. Anyway, there was record turnout. Really? All over the country, there was record turnout for both parties. Well, that, and that, so, you know what? You know, That's very, great. very high voting numbers, of, especially for a midterm election. I would be actually okay even even if uh, the, the person that I didn't really care for gets elected, as long as more people vote. You get well, a, a, a more true reading of a quick observation without getting into opinionated yeah quick observation after watching the the coverage last night here is what i've personally determined from what i saw on tv all almost all the races were incredibly close some of them were literally a whisker i mean so close so basically what i see here is we've got a country where about half of us lean one way and about half of us lean the other way. Yes. And at the end of the day, if we don't start getting along with one another, we're never going to get a damn thing done. 
we've got to make that connection because don't don't give me this you know i i the, the thing that drives me the most crazy that i hear from politicians of both sides is this is what the american people want okay the election yesterday shows me that for every american that wants what you want there's somebody else who doesn't Yes. We are literally at about a 50-50 split. So, no, there's no huge blue wave. There's no huge red wave. All there is is a government full of people representing a country full of people who, as many think one way, think the other. That's right. You know, and as, uh, you know, as people have said many times, there's probably a lot more things in common that we have with people who think differently than us than things we don't. That's true. So you know, I, I really believe that most of the country is most of the country is you know somewhere within shouting distance of the other. The, the fringes are the ones that are all screaming and yelling. Yeah, and they're the same person. The far left and the far right are the same person. That being said, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm not one of the crazies. Yo, but but I'm saying that from what I saw, the average person in America is somewhere in the middle, and we've got just as many on the left as we do on the right. So if we have this balance, this 50-50 balance in yeah. America, we somehow our elected officials should be able to work that to the country's advantage by having a, a fit, kind of a half-and-half half balance in our government so that there's, you know, both sides have equal view. Yeah. And I think that's what people want. That's just a, that's just a guess based on what I saw last night. I mean, losing losing forty nine point five to fifty point five. Yeah. I mean, come on. It, <laughs> it, it, there, there was a lot of really close calls, and, and Texas was one that was a huge deal because I really like that Beto guy, Beto Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They there are like already, a lot of things that he's. There says. are already people whispering. About him for 2020, and dude, I, I really like that guy. That's, that's, I really like what he says. That's a lot deeper than uh, I'm willing to go right about now. Yeah, but, he, he says know. a lot of things I agree with, and uh, you know, I'll admit that most people who know me know where I stand politically. It's yeah, no yeah. giant secret. I mean, look at me for God's sake. But I, I liked him too, and. And I don't, Frankly, I don't care and, about the letter beside his name. I don't care no, whether it's D or R. That no. doesn't matter to me. I like what he says. Look, forget about party. If Ted Cruz doesn't make your skin crawl, you got to ask yourself why. He looks hate. <laughs> <laughs> I looks mean, he looks like the kind of guy that's got bodies buried somewhere. I'm not saying he does. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, does, he, does he does look, look that way. But the funny thing that I was going to mention is... D, are you familiar with the Bunny Ranch, which is the brothel? That's yeah, outside, outside of Vegas. Vegas. The owner who passed away recently? Yeah, he won. Yeah. <laughs> he won an election in Nevada. And in Virginia, a guy who has written a, a Bigfoot erotica novel won, beat Olivia Wilde's mother in a Virginia election. Bigfoot erotica. You heard me right. I don't know what that is but you can i don't want to know what that is and i, t I truly <laughs> truly hope with all my heart that you don't know what that is I, either. listen i i know what it is but it's I, i'm in this discord channel with a lot of small beans people. shout out small beans people small beans is what cracked.com you remember crack.com the it's sort of like mad tv oh dude Cracked. I subscribed to Cracked Magazine when I was a kid, long before okay. the internet was ever thought okay. of. Well, Cracked.com pretty much uh, got the, a lot of the a lot of the people at Cracked.com left in, to do their own things, and it sort of dissolved. 
and now the the core of the crack.com people now do this thing called small beans and i'm uh, i'm somewhat involved in that crew and they there was this whole long thing in their discord channel about bigfoot erotica and like how there are just bigfoot porns and I, books I, you and know what stuff. i know no, 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 no. <laughs> i know but that's but i just, i learned all about this stuff through the Discord channel, so I'm, I'm like scrolling through today, and I see this thing that says uh, Bigfoot erotica author elected in Virginia, and I was like, I'm going to click on that because why not? Listen, <laughs> why wouldn't you? Right? Somebody who writes Bigfoot erotica novels is now an elected official in. The state which our nation's capital resides. Yeah, you know, that's... But here, watch me play devil's advocate on okay, this. Okay, okay, okay. There is something that you do that you would never, ever, 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 ever want anybody else in the world to find out that you do. True story. Everybody has that. Yes. Every human being has that. Yeah. Okay, including every elected official. Absolutely. Okay, so people know that this guy wrote Bigfoot Erotica. But that doesn't mean that the guy who got elected in the other state... Doesn't do something equally That's off. True. You just don't know it. That's true. We're all human. We're all human. Okay. But what human right Bigfoot erotic? No, we got. That's hey, look, uh, our night guy on Wave, Charlie Steele. Yeah. He did a story last night. Apparently, off one of the local TV stations reported it. There was a guy who voted topless because he wore a T-shirt with a candidate's name on it. Wasn't even a candidate that's currently running for office, but. Um, I'll come out and say it doesn't matter. It was on the news. The guy went to the polling place wearing a Trump T-shirt. And it's against the law to go to a polling place with any kind of political message whatsoever on your person or carrying. So they told him he could not vote because he was wearing that shirt. So he stripped off his shirt and went in and voted. Welcome to South Carolina, yeah, folks. But the question, <laughs> but I was talking to Charlie about this, and he didn't mention this on the air. But the question was, what if that had been a woman? And if she stripped off her shirt, would she have been allowed to vote? Now, there's a question. Huh. And you know what? I'm not going to answer it. I can't answer it. I don't know what the answer to that is. I mean, I probably know what the answer to that is. There's I don't some, know if I'm you know what? Something I, to think about. Yeah, there's something to think about. There's something to leave you with, folks. Brother Scott, any any uh, final thoughts on the Marathon for Meals? Just please come and be a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's at, uh, again, Food Line, 38th Avenue North. It starts on Friday morning at 8 a.m. We'll be there 8 to 6 Friday, 8 to 6 Saturday, 10 to 6 Sunday, and then 8 to 6 Monday through Thursday. Um, I know that, like I said, there's a lot of alternative drop-off points at wave104.com. Do whatever's most convenient for you. But as I say every year, if you donate where I am at a time when I'm there, I can say thank you personally and give you a hug if you'll take one. Um, but by all means, come by. You know, Tommy and Corby will be there over the weekend, and Rick and Charlie, we're all going to be out. So please come hang out with us and uh, buy some food and help feed some people. You know, one of the greatest things you'll ever experience is the feeling of knowing you helped somebody that you will never, ever in a million years meet. Absolutely. You know, it, it really is. Think about it this way. The holiday season, you know, it's... You could, everybody gets in that mode to do good things. This is the very beginning of the holiday season. You can get this shit out of the way now. 
Get your feel goods. You, you can get it out of the way right at the right at the get go. Make your donation right up front, and then you can go about the business preparing for your own holidays, knowing full well that you did for somebody else before anything else. That's a beautiful thing. Get excited about this stuff, folks. Well, the uh, the meeting that I'm actually about to go be a part of, we're doing this fishing show, a spoof fishing show called Some Dumb Fishing Show. And I'm doing the music and running sound for it. And I've recorded all of these neat little songs for, like, fishing music songs. So Taj Mahal be- Fishing Blues. Taj Mahal Fishing Blues? Yep. Okay, good. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking for stuff to, like, pull, pull inspiration from. But that's where I'm going, and it's something that's pretty interesting that you, you'll you really dig. You know how those old school fishing shows where just old guys sitting in a boat and it's just, just quiet, and they're just, yeah, I'm sure you probably never watched a fishing show. I have watched a fishing show, too. Well, we're going to spoof them. Well, that sounds like fun. And it's, it's uh, me, at, me, horse head businessman, me, Adam Tyler. No, I'm going to put links at the bottom of this video at the end to Some Dumb Fishing Show's channel. Hit subscribe, and I'm probably going to try to put my channel in here as well, adding a lot of new neato, neato stuff to the end of these videos that I didn't know I could do. All right. But anyway, click on these links, folks. Love you. Mean it. Tell people, tell the good people farewell, Brother Scott. Farewell, Brother Scott. Farewell, Brother Scott. Love you. Mean it. Be good people. Don't be a shithead. We are all we have. We are all we have. Peace, bitches.